What you sipping in that cup, Greek? Oh, man, that good ginger, man. Your yeah, ginger and honey. I need that every day. Yes, sir. Get that inflammatory process through my gut. Absolutely. Indeed. Welcome, everybody. This is G7 Voices Without Boundaries. Another Sunday, another beautiful day. Yeah. with a good good energies, good love. We're going to learn, we're going to talk, we're going to ask questions, we're going to get some information. Like, uh, um, what's homeboy say? Um, Kevin Hart, he said, you want to learn today. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Yes, indeed. Uh, once again, welcome. This is G7 Voices Without Boundaries. I'm not, I'm not by myself. I'm with my ace, Brooklyn's own Rick Rick. Why you like man? What you say? Yeah, yeah. We here. We in here. Blessing to be here. It just happened. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful day. Summertime is here. You know, I can smell the sun. I can smell the sun, man. I wish it could forever, man. I enjoy the snow. You know what? Before we go, man, uh, we got stuck at one time, you know, like pushing trucks and everything with this brother. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was good fun. We'll talk about it like as we go along, man. That was epic. No, that was Indeed, epic. man. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so we have a good brother today. We're talking about Mother Nature Provides. And uh, who's this brother? Uh, he is a graduate of University of Maryland with a BA theology and professional in the social service field, specializing in supporting youth and families to overcome barriers to achieving optimal individual and collective health and well-being. He has been practicing herbal medicine for plus years and is certified, and he's satisfied, certified rather, uh, uh, at the School of Modern herbal, herbal Medicine in the Fundamentals of Natural Healing. Along this journey, it is his goal and desire to share with you his passion knowledge and experience in alternative methods for healing and maintaining the body mind and spirit ladies and gentlemen yes. the black man kenny bridges thank you for having me uh welcome to all out in the virtual world it's a pleasure to be here yes indeed yes mm. to all our our, our our listeners and our followers on on facebook everywhere in the world this is it Please feel free to drop to, to, to the uh, chat line a question or anything on Facebook. We'll respond it on Zoom. And for those who are on Zoom, please feel free to uh, also uh, do likewise. You know, this is a free platform. We talk, we converse, we, we chop it up, we ask questions. You know, it's all about you know, uh, educating ourselves and empowering ourselves. Uh, here we are. Let's talk. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Where do we start? Where do we start? have like a, a plethora a plethora of uh of information talking with you this week you know i i actually realized information that i was trying to gather from you was there was a lot and trying to figure out which angle to go with and you know what i thought to myself you know what uh flow just let it flow but absolutely based on everything that we 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 believe is going to be fundamental for everyone um having said that let's start with you first black man 
how do you end up where you are today? What you do? Uh, well, that's a great question. Um, has has been a journey, I must say. Um, but to uh, I, I'll start essentially from uh, you know giving you a little bit of my background. Uh, I'm I was born in Washington D.C. Uh, raised for the younger part of my years in Washington D.C. Then moved to Maryland. Uh, spent most of my time in Maryland, um, in the southern part, uh, still on the borderline of uh, nation's capital near southeast, and um, and and so I describe that area as being a, a pretty urban area, um, but always having this desire and this connection to nature. And so even as a youth, uh, you know. Our apartment buildings were surrounded around woods and things of that nature, and so myself and friends of mine would, you know, travel off into the woods and do our own nature, you know, walks and those type of things. And um, from that standpoint, not really knowing or not really recognizing, but I've always had a connection with uh, Mother Nature. Um, and so, Ben, what I, you know, like to describe is, you know, kind of boxed into this concrete jungle. I've always been yearning and searching for a way to kind of like express that connection um, spiritually, you know, activity-wise, fundamentally, and just everything that I do. Um, but once I hit college, you know, I had an opportunity to, you know, expand on my experiences uh, just in general. Um, and so that gave me an opportunity to kind of tap more into uh, my, you know, natural affinity to health and healing. Um, and so. In college, I had an opportunity to do some things with a few uh, organizations, um, namely uh, do some youth organizing within the juvenile justice system. Um, and I'm, you know, you all are familiar. You guys are uh, big leaders um, within the juvenile justice field within our area, and um, and so. I would say what that was that was over 10 years ago, you know, when I first made a connection with youth in the juvenile justice system and then just recognizing all of these paradigms being a sociology major in college. You know, my mind was trying to break down and process what's happening systematically as well as, you know, where I fit into all of these experiences individually. And so saying all that to say, um, from a hindsight perspective, you know, I've always been you know, one that's been trying to, you know, make connections when it comes to healing and, and, and being involved in the community and um, encouraging and uplifting people. And it got to a point where I recognized or I felt like, you know, talking and being there and support is great, um, but I, I needed another skill. I needed something else that would make this experience with, you know, connecting with people and, and leading and facilitating healing. Uh, and these are all high, this is all hindsight language. I didn't have this articulation or this language for it at the time, but I needed a, a stimulus, you know what I mean? I needed something that I can say, this is what we could do, or this is what we could use, or this is what you should be performing, or this is what, you know, and so it went beyond talking and then that, you know, led me further into, uh, you know, holistic healing. Um, and so I went from, you know, youth organizing in college to, uh, you know, getting involved into the mental health field, uh, and then later on into the going back into the juvenile justice field, and then doing some um, work with you know other government agencies, working with youth and families, and you know throughout all of these experiences, what I what I've come to recognize is that you know my my overall desire is to 
provide some and offer some type of uh, tangible source for helping communities and individuals heal. And so um, at this point, that kind of just brought me to recognizing that, you know, a lot of what's happening is systematic, um, namely poverty and how poverty impacts healthcare, how healthcare impacts our viewpoints on uh, what we look at as medicine versus what we look at as drugs or what we look at as poisons, toxins, et cetera. Um, and I can go on, man. So I'm, I'm going to leave it at there and allow, you know, for, you know, you to take over. No, that's, that's all good, Black man. You know, you're touching base on some of the bullets that we're going to talk about, you know, uh, along the way. And um, like the, 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 the one, some, some of the things that I would like to kind of like, you know, break the ice with. You know, your interest um, in, in um, of course, growing up in an urban, urban area where you are the street lights, lights and, you know, buildings, and that's it, you know. Um, what is the one thing that you say it changed your life for you to finally say, this is it? Um, so when I was about 16, uh, my stepfather at the time uh, exposed me to uh, some alternative information. Um, namely, there's a tour uh, that was that was going on, on around the time. Uh, it's called Egypt on the Potomac. It was hosted and facilitated by a brother, a historical figure in the um, black community by the name of Anthony Browder. And so this particular tour takes you around the District of Columbia. It shows you how a lot of the architectural structure and a lot of the um, you know, symbolism within the district was replicated from ancient Egyptian uh, architecture. It re replicated from ancient Egyptian spiritual con uh, context. You know, essentially what uh, the founding fathers of this particular nation or this particular capital wanted to do was to recreate Egypt and America and the nation's capital essentially being, uh, you know, right. The, the, the founding source, uh, for lack of a better word. And so uh, what, that, what, what that tour revealed to me, and one of the key uh, focuses of that tour was that the secrets are right in front of our face. And so uh, from that tour, you know, I began to look at things a lot differently, you know what I mean? Um, I began to take a, a, a little bit more depth observation of what was happening around me. Uh, particularly as it relates to my relationships, particularly as it relates to uh, what foods I feel comfortable eating, uh, you know, what sources of information I take in, in terms of what's good for me versus what, it, it just made me question everything. And so that's when I began to be more open to, you know, the alternatives as opposed to Western mainstream uh, thought in that perspective. Mm. So that's, uh, uh, but during that time, of course, uh, I mean, you, you wasn't well-versed in when it comes to herbal life. and Not at all. Right. So you, you move on and you get introduced and exposed to this different mindset. And, um, of course, you fast forward to where you, you are today. And um, what has been one of the most highlight for you, having to uh, plant your feet in this uh uh, new world of uh, herbal life where you are realizing and understanding 
how effective it is to humankind? So where, where I am today is, uh, is or, or to, to rather make the connection from where I, where I, where I came from and where I am, um, it's been a it, it's been a, a long journey, um, but essentially what I've come to recognize is that what we're looking for and, and what I'm looking for is is not going to be provided of substance from any external figure or force. Uh, what I've come to learn is that when it comes to uh, healing, uh, facilitating healing, our own awareness, our own understanding. Um, it, it all starts within, um, and then that connection with nature it has has kind of brought me to recognizing that, uh, you know, man-made substances kind of impede that natural relationship between my personal self, your personal self, our personal selves with the source or with the source of creation. And so, when I take a more fundamental, natural approach to what it means to you know, heal or to be present, you know, I can look all around me and I can see that, uh, you know, there's magic happening, happening, you know, even if I don't understand how it's happening. And that's on a personal framework. Um, at this point, I've started gardening and farming. Um, and so from those particular experiences, I can see how, you know, you plant a seed in the physical and you know, with time, with cultivation, with preparation, you know, you begin to grow something. And that happens in our personal experience as well, uh, within our own mental mind frame, uh, within our relationships. Uh, it's, this planting of the seed is, is important, but the cultivation aspect is, is even more critical. Um, and so that framework is what I would like to apply and attach to individual healing, individual uh, personal development, as well as communal development, you know what I mean? Um, my philosophy, I believe, translates, you know, from a spiritual perspective to a physical, to a mental and emotional perspective. So everything that we talk about in terms of, you know, healing the body also connects to, you know, healing the mind, as well as, you know, healing the spirit or healing the community or healing the world, as you should say, but it all starts with yourself, you know what I mean? Um, and so that takes me to like, you know, five major components of what I think are critical for all living organisms or all living beings. Um, and these five living organisms, or I mean, these five living, these five components, they touch on the physical as well as the esoteric. And so we're talking about number one, namely being uh, heat, energy. All living beings need energy in order to be functional in this particular realm. Uh, we all need oxygen. You know, we all have to breathe. We, if without oxygen, then we have no energy, for example. We all need water. You know what I mean? All living organisms need water. Um, within the water is the oxygen. So that's another whole connection to the need to breathe, the need to uh, oxidize the cells in the body. Uh, we all need nutrients, you know, the minerals, the nutrients, etc. as well as we all need to be able to remove and release, uh, get rid of waste and toxins. And so those five components can also be applied to 
your mental being. You know what I mean? What is heat and energy? When someone has a fire about them or, or, or you know, they say that girl is on fire. They're speaking about a level of passion, for example, right? Or when he's playing basketball and he's in the zone, he's on fire. That's heat, you know? So this heat that we speak of is also in our gut. You know, our gut is considered our stove. Uh, where we cook up, you know, where we break down nutrients, et cetera. And so he can be, question, you know, questionable, or you can ask yourself, well, what is my passion? What revs my fire? What gets me going? Uh, that's what's going to stimulate life for you, you know what I mean? Um, then when we're talking about oxygen, for example, we're talking about breath. Without breath, there's no life. So what, what's your purpose, you know what I mean? Oxygen can be attached to this conceptualization of, you know, what, what fills me up, what, what oxidizes, what gets me going, what gives me that release, you know what I mean? Finding your purpose is, is similar to, you know, having a reason to live. Um, water, for example, having that close relationship to do with, you know, how things flow, your pool of thought. You know, all of the conceptualizations that we speak about in the physical, when we talk about uh, these terms, water, oxygen, whatever have you, they relate to us on a metaphysical level as well. You know, and it's so interesting because we use it in our language. Um, again, water, flow, uh, when we talk about, man, man, my, man I'm blocked, my, my pool of thought, what is your pool of thought? What are your thoughts swimming in? Are you, are you, are you clearing yourself or are you polluted in your mind? You know what I mean? If you are polluted in your mind, you might need to drink more water. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's a physical relationship and a physical and metaphysical relationship. Um, and, and then going back to nutrients. Uh, nutrients having to do with uh, what are your sources? What are your relationships? What is, what is, what's feeding you? You know what I mean? And so we have to question that on a physical level as well as on a metaphysical level. If you're eating dead foods, uh, if we're eating dead corpse, you know, what what much life is that going to bring to me? You know what I mean? And so a lot of times I don't, you know, I know for me personally, I didn't make these connections or these relationships or these understandings until, you know, I, I got out of my mother's house. You know what I mean? Um, but these are household things that we need to facilitate if we want to go out into, into the community to have some type of impact or effect. Um, and that's been one of the one of my driving philosophies. Uh, and the last thing, just to speak about waste and removing waste, you know, we're not detoxifying or cleansing ourselves on a physical level. It leads to blockages in our metaphysical level. It leads to blockages in our mental and spiritual and emotional state, you know what I mean? Um, that's why, you know, constipation has a lot to do with emotional blockages. And, you know, you have to let things go on all, all levels. <laughs> And so it's important that we recognize to systematically have an impact on what's happening systematically to cause the destruction in our communities and in our homes. We have to create these structures within ourselves first, within our families, and then, you know, step outside of the home and then do our thing as well. Um, and, and so I know that was, you know, a lot, but that is, that is the driving motive behind you know the work that i've been doing and what it has culminated up to uh, up to this point absolutely no that's uh, thank you very much for for uh giving uh, that well expanded um description of the the kind of work that you're doing and uh we're going to get into the, the the whole you know core of the food you know the planting the 
the, the, the herbs that you, you use and that you would recommend for people to to try and absolutely and you spoke about the five you know, uh, components you know and water being the number one of those because uh, if you look at how the human body is we, we need water at all times just like a car needs fuel you know it needs uh, oil you know all those liquids so it's, it's similar to to the human body you know uh, you know you think of the the brain the lungs the, the skin the kidneys all of that they all have different percentages of water that they need you know like you know think of the uh, the, the kidneys 79 percent water is like found in, in, in you find water in, in the kidneys you have the uh, the human body on its own you know it has like a vast amount of you know, percentage of water but absolutely I'm and so just just to interject right there let's look at that from an as above and so below level so is the so is so is the earth you know what i mean the earth is composed of about 70 to 80 percent water so is our body and our and our body is the earth you know what i mean and so but that goes over people's heads you know we don't look around us to say why aren't we emulating you know the relationship that nature has with us as opposed to trying to impose our will over top of it right. <laughs> but absolutely yeah i mean you know it's uh, you always see people drinking water all the time and because it's a discipline again, you know, to to be able to constantly have a water and you think of the levels how women and men they all have different it fluctuates of course, you know. For for women it's like you're talking about probably uh, like forty five to uh sixty percent of water that they need in their body like on the course of the day and for men it's like someone like 65 percent but we hardly some people they literally hardly go close to like nine hours without drinking a sip of water and then you ask yourself how then does body support and then it affects your bowel movement and you know exactly you know like going to take it all just to pee alone you know if you find yourself going more than like you know a day without you know having to pee more than five times you know that's that that's a concern because you're not flushing out your toxins naturally or excreting any of the unwanted uh, uh, waste in your body, you know, naturally. So um, now, which segues me to uh, the fundamentals of what we should intake, our intake, you know. But before I get there, though, Bridges, because we we are in a, in a society. Uh, flustered by all these, you know, designed foods, which are detrimental to our well-being, and we have drifted away from the mother nature where we actually go outside and plant, watch, you know, the food grow from the ground, and then not only is that therapeutic for your body, but it's also therapeutic for your eyes to see it because you you are. You, you zone out, you're talking about the zone, the heat, that heat that you get, knowing that, wow, this is all from my hands, you know, I planted this, and when you eat that, you eat with, you, you, you appreciate your worth and you appreciate what Mother Nature does. Um, but now we have uh, all these shops where everything is so meant to be accessible, but it's not beneficial for our you know, human consumption in a way that like 
it, it, uh, it pretty much cuts our lifespan. You know, we talk about the health. So absolutely. How 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 do you go about encouraging in the in the communities where you work to uh, start planting or start you know engaging in anything that has to do with farming, urban farming? Uh, how how is the uh, reception when it comes to that, or how do people uh, receive that information? Do you think it's because of lack of accessibility of land, or it's lack of knowledge of how to go about with planting, or it's just general uh, people don't want to do it? Well, I think right now we're in a very critical and important time, right? Uh, especially with the you know, environmental changes, the, you know, pandemic um, that we're experiencing globally. Uh, I, I definitely think that it's having an impact on the way people are thinking and uh, moving about uh, structural, structural, structuring their, uh, their health, right? And so, uh, because there's a lot of mistrust, a lot of misinformation that's going on right now, a lot of people are more prone to taking responsibility for their for their own health care. So I think right now with the with the time that we're in, um, it's a great time for folks to, you know, you know, take whatever space they have and utilize that, you know, for uh, whether it be hobby purposes to learn to cultivate or whether it be to actually feed a family or feed a community. Um, this is a great uh, time and space for folks to do that. Um, I know for me personally, being in an urban space, you know, right down the street from where we stay, we have a uh, we have a community garden, um, and so that community garden has about twelve or thirteen beds. Uh, last year, we may have used like two of those beds to grow a few things, um, you know, just just for the family. Um, and so, I would encourage folks in the local community um, to tap into their local department uh, or rec uh, department of uh, recreation or uh, Department of Natural Resources to see what community gardens are available. Um, if you have your own land space, um, it's nothing to go out there and, and till up a bit of the soil uh, and create you a nice, you know, eight by four uh, bed space, you know, either raised or flat. And just to get started, it's, it's really a great experience overall and in general for your personal well-being. Um, Putting your hands and feet in the soil uh, actually releases hormones or chemicals in the body that facilitate a feeling of being high. You know what I mean? So that zone out that you were speaking of, Nadia, is actually right on point. It's happening on a biochemical level. Um, and these are things that we have lost touch from uh, being, you know, conditioned in this concrete jungle, as I like to say. Um, but yes, uh, j just being out in nature, <laughs> you know, it really opens you up. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, and so from that physical standpoint, what they call it when you put your feet in the soil and you're out there farming and you're out there in your backyard or your garden, they call it uh, gr getting grounded. Or some people call it screwing in because we're electromagnetic beings. And so this electromagnetic energy that we have pulsating through our body is also what's happening on the earth. You know what I mean? There's this constant relationship between ourselves and the earth. And so when we connect to the earth, 
we strengthen our electromagnetic energy or we, we, we strengthen our ability to attract what it is that we truly want. You know what I mean? Or to clarify what it is that we truly want. Um, so that connection is important on many levels. Um, but yes, you know, local gardens, um, you know, finding you some space, even in the woods, you can clear space in the woods and plant a couple seeds if that's something that you just want to get started and doing. But I think the importance is for folks to just really get out there at this point. Um, because that's where the healing is. It's, it's, it's in breathing the fresh air. I know there's, a, there's so much information going on and people are really at this point confused about, you know, even stepping outside. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, my, my spirit and my connection and my relationship and, and, this, and my source of information and what I would like to express through this channel is to encourage folks to, you know, be mindful, but also don't allow for fear to impact the need to connect because that's what all of this is about. Don't allow social distancing to impede your ability to connect back to the source. Right. Right. No, that's that's very powerful because, like you say, so much information out there that even the most uh, uh, beneficial information is now something that is you now filled with all the conspiracies and all that stuff, you know, and um, which I get it, you know, people believe what they believe, but of course, staying safe and, and healthy, that's the one key, you know, um, but you talk about, you know, re igniting the electromagnets in our body all of that can only happen by just going outside and grounding you know going bare feet but you also need to have an intake so let's talk about the some of the principles some of the, uh, the herbs some of the herbs that you you are big on that you recommend or that you use uh, for, for for individuals to to take you know, for the upliftment of the body, you know, uh, when it comes to re-energizing and, and, and um, uh, building up a new system, um, if you can share on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that I promote or I encourage, uh, learned, learned from uh, the school that I attended, uh, which is the um, School of Modern Herbal Medicine, what we focus on is this concept, it's called the ABCs. A A ABCs essentially mean to activate, build, and cleanse. Um, this is how we wanna take a systematic approach to working with the body, mind, and spirit. Um, first, we activate. What we're activating is our mental faculties, our physical faculties, uh, which, Doing through all, all of these stages, we're building as well as doing some detox. But in activating, you're affirming what needs to happen and what direction you want to go in. Um, and so, with that, on a physical level, uh, ginger is an activating uh, herb, mm. for example. Uh, it, it, it ignites that heat or that fire, right? Uh, Rick, you would use sipping on some ginger and lemon earlier. Um, not only is it good for the gut, but Again, it energizes. Um, that saying, that pungent taste or feeling that you get from it makes you kind of, all right, I need to, what's next? It, it, it kind of, it, 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 it brings the, uh, it opens up the pores. It gets you uh, sweating in a sense. Um, so those are one of those activating herbs that I would encourage. 
um, especially for drinking in the uh, morning, um, as well as uh, what we like to also keep on deck is nettles. Stinging nettles is a great activating herb as well. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nutritive herb, and so it's one of those herbs that you can drink in the morning, and it'll help reinvigorate you with the uh, necessary nutrients that you need to keep going throughout the day. Um, when we also talk about building, uh, one of the things that we want to do is um, ensure that we're utilizing herbs in a almost in a stagnated way. Um, and so we, we, we kind of want to supplement in a way that complements the foods and things that we're eating. Right. Um, and, and so if we're eating green foods and things of that nature, we, we want to go for herbs or um, plants that have some source of omega, uh, omega threes or some fatty acids in it. And so the fatty acids will be like flax seeds or milk thistle, um, which are good for the liver as well as the gut. Um, some herbs that I use on a regular for cleansing, uh, would be yellow dock, uh, burdock, uh, licorice, uh, as well as some uh, peppermint, um, echinacea, elderberry, great antiviral herbs. Uh, when we speak about burdock and yellow dock, those are herbs that are great for the liver. The liver is where all of our detoxification happens and all of our, uh, you know, waste processing happens, as well as, you know, the liver has so many different functions. So it's also sending enzymes into our digestive system to make sure that we're breaking down and absorbing the nutrients properly. So uh, when it comes to that aspect of cleansing, uh, again, burdock and yellow dock are, are two of my, my primary herbs. Um, what else? Because I see a lot of people have previously, have, lately they've been so big on elderberry. You know, do you, mm -hmm. Are you also big on elderberry as well? Absolutely. Uh, I keep elderberry and echinacea on deck. Uh, I, I use it as a as a uh, tincture. I give it to my children. Um, they love it and they enjoy it um, within the form that is made. And you know, it's one of those antivirals that you know not just attacks the flu or you know COVID or whatever, etc. It it, it kind of manages those uh, white blood cell levels in your body and your in your system, um, particularly the echinacea aspect deals with. Uh, developing antibodies in the system. The elderberry is more so focused on uh, expelling um, viral, prop viral properties in the body. So would you record, because uh, what's the effect? Is it the effect that uh, is the same when you take them in capsules or in liquid form? Or I mean, I understand still, if you're taking echinacea, it's still gonna be... Mm -hmm. yeah. So, the, I recommend, uh, you know, and at all costs, you know, you want to take these things ideally in a, in a, in a tea or liquid form um, because the liquid is going to hit the bloodstream the quickest. Right. Um, the capsules are great. You know, as long as you don't have any digestive issues, the capsules will work fine. Um, but for folks who have like leaky gut issues or digestive issues, sometimes taking capsules doesn't work well because once the, once the herb or the properties hit the stomach, you still need the proper enzymes to help break break them down. Whereas, if you 
you know, already ignited on the stove or you, you heat it up and put it in this tea form or et cetera, it's already, you know, been broken down by the heat and, you know, your body has a better chance of absorbing those nutrients. Um, but I would say liquid or tea form first, uh, you know, then you can always cook with some of these herbs as well, depending on what you're making. Um, that, that's one of the things I encourage too, is that, you know, the herbs, we can also use the seasonings. Um, and so folks, you know, that kind of gives folks an opportunity to open up their mindset on how to utilize them. Um, and then the capsules are kind of like, you know, least recommended in a sense, but they are the most convenient. You know, right. you know I used to, uh, uh, this lady, uh, I worked a little bit with her because I wanted to get to know more about, you know, the herbal life. And she would literally say, you know what, not, I take anything. Like she would take the yellow dog, uh, uh, the milk vessel, the uh, elderberry, every cow. Because she said she would tell me that you won't hurt you. So I'm taking like she would take like seven or eight, just randomly. You know, she was <laughs> once they get in the system, everything is gonna go where it's supposed to go. And um, <laughs> she was like, I mean, in her mid, uh, probably I want to say sixties or seventies. But she still looked young. She had like long dreadlocks, dreadlocks like was thick, black, and um, constantly, you know, on point with her food. Um, but it also goes to show you that, you know, the more disciplined you are with your intake, you know, you also uh, elongate, you know, your lifespan. Just like how you take a car to a service, you know, when the red light comes up, it tells you it's time for what, for engine check up. But because of the, you going back to what we're talking about earlier, because we're living in this paradigm now where everything is so uh, fast paced. It's not even about fast paced anymore, but you're not taking accountability of our well-being. You know, we, as long as we wake up and we are able to stretch our limbs and we're still breathing, that's all that matters for us. And then whatever goes in our system, we don't care. You know, you get some people, they go for close to, uh, two days without having to go and you know do their number two, you know what I mean, and that's concerning, you know, and uh, and uh, the 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 uh, ulcers you know, and all the bacteria that is like infested in our system because of not having to extract, you know, any toxins that need to go out, and um, that is one of the those things that I've always been curious to find out. Is it because it's a lack of knowledge or a lack of education for people to understand that I have to, you know, go to the bathroom and do one and two. I have to constantly eat this food to help me push my digestive system. I have to take this liquid so it can help, you know, with my, uh, my, uh, the, the, all the fluids in my system. Um, what do you think is, um, I don't want to use the word problem, but what do you think is, uh, uh, seems to be an obstacle when it comes to that? Because even if you go to the hospital, of course they will tell you that you have to drink your water, but they don't go in depth as far as what else one has to take. And then of course, when they recommend it's going to be all conventional medicine, they will never tell you to go and plant a garden. Facts. Bro, I think it has to do with you know, our Western way of living, you know what I mean? We are so disconnected from 
the processes of things that we don't understand the relationship between what goes in and what comes out. And so, you know, that is on all levels. You know, that's on a that's on a educational level, that's on a emotional level, you know. There are people walking around do not know why they're mad, but they're just mad. You know what I mean? And there are people who are walking around do not know why they're unhealthy. They're just unhealthy, you know what I mean? Um, and to some regard, it's, you know, our personal responsibility, but also it's a societal issue. Like when I went to school, you know, as a child, no one told me the importance of body functioning. You know what I mean? I didn't learn that in school or when it was being offered to me, that information wasn't like, hey, this will save your life. You know what I mean? So I never made that connection either. You know, it, it wasn't until, you know, again, my college years coming out of college that I began to understand the relationship between things. And now that I understand the relationship, I see that connects on, again, every aspect of living. And so once, we, once we're able to gain that awareness, it's our responsibility to share with each other. You know what I mean? Uh, starting in the household. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm just processing, you know, the importance of, you know, explaining why we're eating this food. Why are we eating water? Why are we drinking water as opposed to drinking Kool-Aid? Why are we eating bananas right now as the, in the morning? Or, you know, why, why do you, you have a test this morning and so we're eating bananas. You know what I mean? We're eating bananas because of the potassium and the potassium is going to encourage my brain functioning to elevate. So I, I want to think efficiently so if i'm taking a test maybe it would make sense for me to eat bananas this morning as opposed to uh you know some waffles that it's, it's going to create and cause stagnation you know what i mean um and then it goes back to we don't we don't even understand we must learn you know the relationship between food uh the, the work that it takes to cultivate the food how good it feels to reap from the harvest and to eat your own food and how that nourishes the body and the processes that, that, that come after that. You know what I mean? We, this is not how we're taught to think. Uh, we're taught to think, like you said, wake up in the morning, uh, brush my teeth, uh, put my shoes on, my clothes on, go out into the jungle, uh, earn my money, do whatever I need to do. Uh, I'll eat later. You know what I mean? Or, I'm, I'm a little malnourished or I'm a little hungry, so I'll eat whatever's closest to me. We don't take into account the processes of things. Uh, and, and so that means preparation. You know what I mean? That means being intentional about how you go throughout the day, how you go throughout the week, how you prepare for the week. You know what I mean? These are, these are life skills that translate over into uh, what you choose to do. You know what I mean? Um, that's the best way that I can put it, at, you know, right now, without, you know, going to, without, you know, no, going to you, you are touching on something which is very uh, valuable, like life, you know, life skills. And these life skills, we all, we all have them, but we tend to disregard and, and, and to also understand how important they are, because you also pass on that inheritance of life, life skills to new generations. And then if your kids, they see you not taking care of yourself as far as the well-being, 
so they also adapt to that lifestyle and then you grow up and then we have now kids who have ADHD, bipolar and then you, you can name the the list goes on and then we have kids who are on like psychotropic drugs you know medication like from the age of like you know as early as like 12 years old you know facts who are getting on to mental health you know uh, um, you know, uh, illness from an early age. Some of this could have been prevented, you know, autism, you know, all of that. Uh, and these are some of the things that we tend to disregard. And of course, we, we run to want to use the, uh, the conventional because uh, people, I think we, therefore, we as a society or as societies, we have tended not to, to want to believe that, you know, uh, market, or going to a, a nature, you know, uh, uh, a store where you can get all of these good, good, you know, uh, healing properties, you can actually benefit from that. But people would rather go to a hospital because if I go to a hospital, okay, I'm not, I'm not knocking out, you know, the hospital, but I'm also more so on the point of how do you balance? Because if I get <clears throat> knocked out by a car outside, I will expect to go to a hospital. I'm not going to go to all foods. Right. I'm not gonna go to like um, uh, uh, moms. So, <laughs> point is about how do you balance the two? And then, if we are not taking into account that, you no, know, our going to sleep, just going to sleep. What time do I go to sleep? And what? Um, what am I using to cover myself, my skin? Because you're talking about all the all the qualities qualities that are in your in your system, all the properties from the skin to your hair to your nails to your how you breathe the internal. All of that is affected by a simple thing as sleep. And uh, how do I, when I wake up in the morning, to charge up myself? Why do I drink like you say ginger? You know, want to fire up. You know, get everything going. Uh, Lunch time, what do I eat? You know, you can eat whatever you eat, but then you throw something else that is going to boost and complement what you're eating. And then when I go to sleep, when I'm chilling or when I'm doing this, what I'm wearing, you know, people like are allergic to certain clothing, so they prefer to buy organic like uh, clothing that is made from organic products and. Um, uh, the, the water that we drink, there's so many different types of waters there when you, that you can buy at the store, you know. And some people just go straight to where there's uh, spring fountains and they get the water from, from straight from the ground and, and bring it to their right. man, from, from, from an urban perspective, man, they, 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 again, there are th even simpler things you can do, you know, just adding lemon, adding cucumbers to your water will alkalize the water, for example, you know what I mean? Um, these, these are things that I learned uh, as, a, as, a, as a young person uh, not having access or having capital to go out here and buy alkaline water every week, you know what I mean? Because there's, there's a market for health, for healthcare. However, all of these things we can do if we just go straight to the source, you know what I mean? We don't have to go, and I'm not encouraging that you don't, but I, for example, we don't have to go to the store or, or, or to moms or to the natural health store and buy capsules of, of these herbs or products. We can begin to cultivate and learn how to utilize these herbs and products ourselves. You know, we can grow dill, uh, which is great for digestion. 
which is great for gas. Uh, it's a combinative herb. Uh, and we can make our own pickles, you know what I mean? Uh, we can use that, we can, we can dry those herbs and make our own seasonings. We can, we can grow fennel, which is again, another herb that's great for digestion. Uh, we can grow uh, burdock, we can grow yellow dock, we can grow peppermint, we can grow spearmint, we can grow echinacea, you know what I mean? We can grow calendula. All of these herbs are good for skin, antivirals, you know, we, we can, but we can do all of these things in our own backyards. Right. You know, I think what's happening, what has happened over time is that we have given up so much of our uh, birthright, really, to be honest with you, that's what it is. It's our birthright to have this connection and this ability, because all of us have the power within us to do these things. Mm. You know what I mean? If, if I'm not feeling well, uh, or if, if my, one of my children have a wound, uh, if I have some comfrey and some plantain out in my backyard, I can heal their wound without having to get any antiseptics from the store or whatever have you. But we haven't been taught to think in this way. You know what I mean? These, these, these are practices and traditions of our ancestors that we've been disconnected from. And that is a, that is a tragedy, man. Because now we rely on something outside of ourselves, which takes away our responsibility, which takes away our power. You know what I mean? as an individual, as well as a community. It's about trading and bartering. If, if I know how to do this and you, know, and you know how to do that, we can be doing this together. We don't need that. We don't need them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? This and that, whatever stimulus you want to put in place of whatever that is, but we all have something that we can share, uh, whether that just be a banana, <laughs> because that banana is, again, it's going to fuel you and you may have a screwdriver that I need because I'm trying to put these beds together for the kids. You know what I mean? But we don't really, you know, tap into that. And, and on a larger perspective, we create markets and communities when we tap into our own skills just given to us by Mother Nature, right? Growing watermelons. I'm sure, you know, Rick, I'm sure you know of it too, being, being, being from the city. All of us know the watermelon man in our hood. All of us know where to go to to, to, to get, a, a, you know, especially when it's hot, to get a, 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 a cantaloupe or, you know, a, you know, some fresh produce. These are staple individuals in the communities that have been snatched away due to convenient markets, due to lack of education, due to lack of awareness of, uh, of how we pool and funnel and share money, right? Um, and so these are things that I ideally would like to bring back into our spaces. You know, we're, we're farming out in Preston, Maryland over on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, and we have over uh, between four to seven acres of land. This land is historical land. It's, uh, it's, in Popl it's, it's on Poplar Neck Road, which is essentially where Harriet Tubman went back to go and free her mom and father from the uh, slave owners in, in Preston, Maryland. And so uh, saying all that to say, you know, there's a lot of ancestral reverence behind what it is that, you know, what it is that we're doing and how, we're, how we would ideally like to impact the community. Right. And with going out there, you know, I've, I've been able to tap into uh, my own, to creating my own market, you know what I mean? Uh, as well as other partners of mine who live on other quadrants of the city. You know, we go there to farm and then we bring the produce back down here and then 
we provide opportunities and healing and food and resources for our communities. This, this, is, um, this is extremely important. These are opportunities that can be replicated for our young people. These are opportunities that can, you know, we can create food banks, et cetera, uh, that are needed in our communities, um, especially when it comes to the intergenerational exchange and agricultural wealth. The, the, the money is great, but the wealth is in learning how to take care of yourselves, learning how to survive, learning how to thrive, and then learning how to share that with the people around you. Right. Now, the, the key is learning. You know, once you learn, then you are able to uh, manifest that to whichever extreme you want to take it to. Indeed. One has to be willing to do that. One has to be willing to be educated. Or one has to be also be willing to pass on that knowledge to the next man. You know, you're talking about the land that you guys have, you know, and driving down there and seeing how much land is out there. It's like, you know, land for days, land for days, and uh, having to see what you guys are doing there, and, and helping you guys doing with the, uh, with the greenhouse. That was, uh, uh, you know, impactful in many ways. Because I, I always see that uh, go down Tacoma Park. Tacoma Park, we have people who have got, there's not much land, but people make use of what they have. Absolutely. Growing like vegetables for days, you know what I'm saying? And uh, because they realize that, you know, uh, I can actually find my balance, I can find my source by just using what I have. You're talking about the, that watermelon, uh, the lemon dude that, you know, everybody knows around the corner, he's over there, you know, I can get my, my, uh, uh, my, 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 my drink, you know, but what happens if you get your own, what happens if you invest in yourself? It's about investing in ourselves for real. Like you talk, you use the word tragedy, you know, and that I think sums up everything because we have allowed ourselves to live that tragedy. We have allowed ourselves to be immune to, you know, the, uh, the, the, the impact that these tragedies bring to us because it's like, no, it's okay, I can go on with that, you know, but what is, how, how can we, or how can we influence to start planting, and it doesn't have to be big, start planting in the house, and then what is it that they need to plant? Because like anything else, it starts small, like people when they get on their bike, you start with the, you know, three wheels, you know, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna go on to like something big, you know what I'm saying? So, same thing with planting, how can you, what is it that you can encourage or what kind of of plants can you encourage individuals to start with so as to motivate them to you know realize you know, the benefits or the um, the simplicity of 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 planting or if not farming? absolutely absolutely uh i also saw a question pop up and i, I appreciate you guys in the chats and uh who are who are, who are participating and, and viewing this discussion, thank thank you for having me. Um, but there was a question uh, referencing when is a great time to plant, uh, you know, plants and herbs. And right now is actually the, the great the greatest time to start planting. Um, there are uh, different resources and books out that can tell you when to start planting specific plants and herbs because some herbs or some plants are best 
to be planted in cells um, and then transplanted as they germinate and grow, then then to be transplanted into the ground. Um, but right now, actually, is 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 as we're approaching and going into spring right now, you should be planting your seeds into your cells if they are not um, ready to go directly into the ground. Um, and you should have some type of uh, small heating source for those seeds, uh, you know, because it's still getting uh, very cold overnight. Um, like some of the things that we're uh, planning on uh, growing right now, um, which we should be planting seeds and cells for going into next week, uh, our cucumbers, um, we're doing some peppers, um, what else do we have that needs to be planted right now? Uh, we're doing some rutabagas. Um, um, herbs that need to be planted right now. Echinacea needs to go into the seed cells. Um, you can start doing your spearmints, uh, your peppermints. Those are great herbs that you can plant around the, around the home. Um, and you know, as they grow, you can you know pluck a leaf off and eat them as is, or you can you know harvest them to dry and use for your teas. A uh, calendula is also a great uh, flower to grow. It's great for the skin. Um, it helps to you know repair and heal tissues internally and externally. Um, another herb that would be great to grow. Uh, of course, sunflowers are, are a beautiful aesthetic as well as uh, sunflowers are a great um, source of protein. Um, so all of I don't have my notes on me right now, so I'm not, I can't really speak on what else would be good to plant, but right now you should, you should be starting to plant. And if you are, con whatever it is that you're considering to plant, if you look it up, it'll tell you, you know, whether it, you can plant it straight into the ground or whether you need to plant it into some type of a, a small cell first to allow to germinate. Um, but so, you should be looking into those things now. What would be uh, a few of few few uh, uh, plants that you or herbs uh, that you would recommend as far as all year that you don't have to worry about having to plant them on a seasonal basis? What are some of the all year uh, uh, herbs that you recommend? Um. So. I want to highlight the urban aspect of herbalists. And so this is actually my first year planning uh, my own herbs. Um, and so these are learning experiences for me as well. Um, but some of the perennials uh, that we're looking at that take some time to actually harvest may take a few years um, would be like yellow dock and burdock, for example. Those, those grow perennially, but they you can't harvest those for until like after like maybe I think two or three years or something like that. Um, I'm not really too sharp on the actual planning of the herb aspect right now because of this is my first year going into the agricultural aspect of it. Um, but I could tell you what they do for you. <laughs> I see you've got a whole, uh, no, uh, it's a whole a beautiful display behind you. you know, Thank you. Behind you. What'd you say? You have behind you. I see the whole display behind. Uh, so this is this is one aspect of my herb shelf. Uh, some of these are formulas, and then the others are you know just some herbs. So we have some chaparral, which is good for the skin. 
some linden leaf, which is uh, good for blood pressure and good for the heart. Uh, safflowers, we have some ashwagandha and stragglers, two adaptogenic herbs that uh, help you with managing and dealing with stress. Uh, also helping boost your uh, energy levels or responses to stress, I should say. Uh, have some thyme, some myrrh, uh, plantain, uh, marshmallow root, which is a, a really good mucilaginous herb. It's really good for uh, the lungs and the respiratory system. Um, some aloe vera, which is, of course, great for digestion. Also great for wounds or the skin. Uh, some salt palmetto, which is a blood purifier or blood cleanser. Uh, devil's claw, uh, which is a lymphatic herb. It's great for uh, folks who are having joint uh, and uh, inflammatory issues around the joints and tissues of that nature. Um, we have whorehound, uh, ginseng, a, a bunch of stuff over here. And then on the other side, we, Lobelia, which is a, a good respiratory herb, a, a good antispasmodic, which helps relax uh, the muscles. Um, some red clover, which is a good lymphatic herb. Lymphatic herbs are herbs that help to flush the lymphatic system. A lot of time, and the lymphatic system is also closely related to our immune system. And lymphatics has a lot to do with what we uh, excrete or what we uh, release. And so, Oftentimes, if we're having, you know, sore throats or issues in the throat or uh, issues around the pelvis area, where we feel swelling or inflammation in those, you want to drink lymphatics because that's an indication that you're, you're having some type of uh, uh, lymphatic clogging or that nature. And it's part of the circulatory system. And so the lymphatics don't move unless you move. And so if you're not moving, if you're not getting exercise in, if you're stagnant, then that's also affecting your immune system. Um, and so that's why it's, it's, it's critical that, you know, we exercise, we, we don't just supplement, but that we also move and get some activity about us because those two things complement one another. Once, once you start supplementing herbally and you start exercising, then your body begins to respond, to, your, your, your body begins to biochemically respond and change and, and, and your cells begin to repair uh, a lot faster. Um, but yeah, just endless herbs. Uh, I have a large inventory, um, and just constantly studying, uh, constantly experimenting, constantly learning. Um, and I, I just thank you for giving me this opportunity to share. You know, what's interesting is you say experimenting, you know, I've never heard of anyone who's experimenting with herbs that they say, oh, the way you know what I mean, just like people smoke weed, you know, you smoke weed. <laughs> Somebody passed away because they smoke too much weed. You, know? <laughs> you have people like because you drink a lot, you have liver cirrhosis and all of that, smoking lungs and all that. I get that, but oh, trust when I say experiment, I don't, I don't mean just dose it because you, you do certainly have to be careful with the herbs. Uh, what can be your medicine can also be your poison, and so. That's one of the things that we have to be mindful of is, you know, moderation. And so, um, you know, a, a lot of these herbs, you can take great, you know, you can take just fine individually, but once you start mixing and things like that, you want to be mindful of your, uh, your dosage levels and things like that, because you can have adverse effects. Yeah, no, I mean, everything is always good in doses, in doses man. So um, you spoke about the food, right? Yeah. Uh, Kenny, yeah. Next question, real quick. Um, 
to, to that what you just said. So say for instance somebody's taking multiple uh herbs or uh vitamins in the morning, like I'm pretty sure a lot of us do. And and Nadi mentioned it earlier with the young lady that's that's older but looks really good. She takes everything and everything's gonna go in the right place, I think he said. Is that is that a no go? Or you get a green light with that as well? Like say for instance, so, I, I know I have I have the um Elder, elder elderberry. Mm -hmm. Think. It's mixed said with the elderberry. What? It's, it's elderberry mixed with zinc. Right. Then I have my vitamin C, my vitamin D, and of course the multivitamin. And take all of them at once. Is that is that something that you don't recommend or suggest, or something that we should be doing? So, I think it depends on your particular regimen, right? Um, you don't want to be, you don't want to, of course, take a lot of herbs that have the same properties. And so when the elderly, with the, when the elder woman mentioned, you know, what herbs she was mixing, I'm sure she took into account that, like she said, they're going to go and do the, do, do the, the right thing. Um, so my suggestion to that is, is as long as you've kind of taken into account uh, what is the elderberries doing? What 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 properties or what substances are actually in the elderberry? Or what compounds are in the elderberry that complement the zinc, that complement the vitamin C, that complement the vitamin D, as opposed to uh, you know just taking all of these things that have the same thing and then you're getting the toxic overload of you know one particular mineral or compound. Um, but the, what you mentioned with the elderberry, which is an antiviral, I can't remember what specific compounds it has in it but zinc and elderberry are, are two complementary as well as the vitamin c and vitamin d so that right. that is a good regimen um yeah. but again what we don't want to do is we don't want to take like uh we don't want to take uh, uh a, a yellow we don't want to take like a, a burdock uh we don't want to do like an overload of iron or overload of you know herbs because a lot of the herbs have specific, different compounds in them that complement each other, um, and you're getting and you're getting them in mind and trace and trace doses. And so, what I'll do, for example, when I saw the question was what are two or three herbs to recommend? Again, some of my favorites are yellow dock, burdock, licorice, uh, nettles, alfalfa. Um, Of course, echinacea and elderberry, I, I use those two separately as a, as a tincture. Um, and what else? Those are my primaries, I would say. And I, and I kind of mix and blend those with some spearmint and some ginger for taste and flavoring. Um, and so the reason why I do that is because the yellow dock and the burdock fo focus on functioning, focus on liver, liver function. And so I know that if my liver is functioning properly, then I'm detoxifying. You know, my body is handling waste as it comes in and as I process it efficiently. Um, I do the licorice because the licorice is a it has it has zinc in it, um, which is good. Which is a good uh, also immune booster. It's also good for the throat. It's also good for. Um, I'm gonna put all that stuff in the chat. Uh, sorry. It's also good for digestion. Uh, take alfalfa and nettles because those are two nutritive dense herbs, right? So not only are we cleansing the liver, uh, or not only are we, you know, we're, we're, we're promoting or propping up the liver um, and building up the immune system, we're making sure that we're getting the nutrient density that we need. So 
alfalfa has like vitamin A uh, or retinol, which is uh, good for the eyes. Uh, it has some vitamin C in it, which is of course good for the, 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 uh, uh, the bone building, vitamin D, um, some vitamin E, which is good for skin. Uh, and it also has some trace minerals in it like copper, uh, magnesium, uh, which are good for uh, blood, um, oxidizing the blood as well as cleansing the blood. Um, and then the nettles also has complementary properties in it uh, that I can't name, but it, when I, that I can't think of right now. But when you put those two together and you drink that as a tea, that can kind of supplement for uh, meal preps depending on where you are in your, you know, in, in, in your diet regimen, you know what I mean? Some of us don't need as much food as, or don't need as much uh, heavy food as others to kind of get us going. Um, and so saying that, to say that the goal is to kind of begin to make the connection between what is this food that I'm eating and what is the mineral property that it contains? And to the point where if it doesn't contain any type of vitamin or mineral properties, then I probably don't really need it. And are these natural sources of vitamins or these natural sources of minerals? Because if they're man-made, then I definitely don't need them as well because they won't, my body won't assimilate them properly, right? Um, yeah, so, so I, I, so, I, I can leave so, that. So pin that right there, right? The fabrication that's going on in these markets within the grocery stores and these labeling saying that they have certain properties in which they do not. What do you recommend or suggest for places to, to shop if we're not cultivating our own backyard to pick up certain vitamins and things, that, and things of that nature that you know from your experience that are uh, credible, uh, even branded, particular brands that we, we may recommend us to go ahead and start picking up? Absolutely. You know, and, and prior to you answering that question, we're going to need you to put this information inside this chat, brother, because a lot of people are feeding off your energy and loving what you're giving us. So if you can, even even to follow you, put your IG in there. Absolutely. For us to uh, go on. Okay. And so, please, if you can, if you answer that question in regards to the fabrication and which, which, where do you suggest us to go to pick up um, the proper advice? So, uh, right now, with, this, with the season transitioning, uh, and we're going, you know, we're going into spring and summer. I would definitely encourage you to check out some of your local flea markets. Um, I know for us in the in the area, I'm, I'm pretty much on the borderline of DC and Maryland. Uh, in June, we'll be kicking off the Capitol Market, uh, which is in Capitol Heights, in the Kingdom Hall. I mean, in the Kingdom Square Shopping Center, uh, next to the in the Marion Main parking lot. So that'll be one place where you can get local produce from. Um, I'm not sure if they do the flea markets regularly still on 7th Street uh, in Southeast, um, but that's always been a, a staple flea market where you can get fresh produce from. Um, so those are two that I can that I can for sure speak on. Uh, we, we'll also be doing some fresh produce uh, vending at the Southside Market, which will be kicking off again uh, in the summer as well. Um, So, Abridges, uh, on that, you know, and, um, this is something that I, I want to ask you, and what's your take on this? And you talk about, you know, the flea markets, you know, where people come and buy, you know, you know the open markets. Uh, how has 
And I don't know if you've noticed it, that there is, there is actually been a big problem where these people who actually take away the value of what your community, you know, you wake up and go and farm and you watch your produce grow and you harvest and take it out for people to come and buy fresh food that is coming straight from the ground. But there's been an individuals who have been going to buy stuff at the store and then repackage and make it look like it's been like comes from the farm and it takes away and then it also devalues the work that your community does how have you encountered that and if so how is your community dealing with that to make sure that people get the right content and the quality food that comes from the farm oh man you hit it on the nail uh everything is a hustle um so you know intentions we have to be mindful of relationships that we cultivate we have to be mindful of and we have to take it a step further into again like uh ex experience experience you know experience we all need to essentially what i'm trying to say is uh you won't know unless you grow you know even even if the produce man is offering you know offering this to you and saying this is what it is you know it's still your responsibility to do your due diligence whether that means you know saying hey i would like to participate with you i would like to learn from you because again it goes back to our own self-sustainability and our own responsibility and so that community member should be essentially someone who you who, who wants to share the information because this is this is not something that we can we can all capitalize on, but this is not something that you know I can monopolize. Like right, right. Right, right, right. I should be able to grow, teach you how to teach you how to grow. I should be able to start a market, and you should be able to start a market as well. And everybody should be able to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. right. And so, you know, I've encountered that experience as well where you know, folks come to my stand and they say, hey, you know, where did this food come from? Or, you know, you know, what's the, they want to know the story behind it. They don't just want to buy. They want to know, you know, how did you get into this experience? You know, and so that goes beyond just a transaction. It becomes more of a, uh, a, a relationship, you know, because the currency is not the money that I'm, you know, the money that I'm getting from giving you the produce it's the relationship that we're developing that continues to thrive as I continue to show up and you continue to show up because we both are offering each other something that we need. And that goes beyond like money. You know what I mean? That goes beyond like, if I'm out here regularly, at some point you should be like, yo, like, how do I do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or if you out there regularly, I should know like, oh, bro solid. Like bro out here on a regular, bro, I know where he get it from because I've been out there. He took me out there. You know what I mean? Even if that's not what I want to do, I know that I have access to it because this is a this is a part of my community. You know what I mean? And I, I, we just don't look at we don't look at commerce that way anymore. We don't we don't look at you know commerce as a form of relationships. But that's what the rich people do. Rich people spend money with their people. You know, the the rich people share information with their people. You know. We get information and then we want to hoard it, and then, and then until we can figure out how to capitalize on it and sit on top of it, you know what I mean. As opposed mm -hmm. 
you know, funneling the currency. Because again, all of this is electromagneticism. All of it is energy. Why is that though? Why is what? Like people hoarding information and not wanting to share the, the wealth and, and, and knowledge to, to the masses. Uh, because our because the source that we have we have become comfortable with accessing resources from uh, knows how to play politics and knows how to create a scarcity for us to feel like we have to, you know what I mean? And again, that goes back to us giving giving up our power, you know, um, and whatever forms or ways that has came about, whether that was through force or whether that was through ignorance, you know what I mean? Um, we again, just don't recognize the connection. And it is our responsibility to show up in these places and have these type of conversations, whether it be through the virtual world or whether it be through, uh, you know, the flea markets that we do or the farming or whatever have you. We, we need to create these spaces to have these conversations so that folks can kind of personalize the responsibility of taking care of themselves, and which essentially means taking care of the, the larger whole. Right. You know, you, you spoke about, you know, that communication and the relationship between a farmer and the, and the, and the, and the consumer. And it is, it is no longer about the money because the farmer knows that if I have this, uh, I have this population that I serve, they're going to come regardless for whatever season. And then uh, the consumer as well, they're going to go to, I'm going to go to Bridges because I know that he's got the best peppers, you know. But then again, the relationship is now goes beyond that. Then I spread that word out, and then you are you are creating a, a, a bigger community. Uh, if you look at people who go and buy food at uh, Whole Foods or Moms or the Food Corp, you know they know where those tomatoes came from. You know from the farm all the way to Moms Organic. You know, so there is that relationship between even the middle men themselves. There is a communication as well. There is a uh, a relationship um, so it's, it's more about how do we emphasize and to also create that relationship between you know the consumers and the, the producers um, uh, at one time like early last year we had a show with Sharice uh, uh, she had come here we're talking about the desert communities where there's only one giant store you know and there's nothing else so putting something like a war food or a mom's organic of course it changes the the aesthetics, it changes the, the, the community, it changes the, uh, the food intake, but it's only going to benefit a certain population because once you put a, a, a shop like that, you know, price value. Right, it's face value. And the people who go in by there, these are the people that have more information about what is sold there and how beneficial it is. And then for the rest, they're going to run to 7 Eleven and go to Giant and then. And, and again, I'm not knocking out, but it's, it's, we're stating out the facts, you know, what sustains us and what is beneficial for us. Because at the end of the day, as much as it might be by design, but I, I do believe that as human beings, we have the capability to make those changes, you know, just by planting, you can get like, you know, a box or whatever, create something to plant, even if it's like 10, 10 cucumbers are going to come out from the guess what? Those 10 cucumbers are going to change your life in two days. You know, right. tomatoes, those 10 tomatoes, you might like, you know, you know they'll benefit you. So it's, it's more about investing in ourselves. How do we invest in ourselves? And why do we find, what 
is the reason we need to invest in ourselves. You know, Tariq and myself will always say, you survive or you are living, you know. So for me to live, I need to see something that is going to give me that life. To start, I have to keep on going, looking for something that's going to make me survive. So uh, there's a choice that we make as human beings. And, and seeing you at the end of the day, like, man, that was so encouraging because I've always heard about what you do, the work that you do. But seeing you in the dirt and seeing you do what you do and then seeing your, 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 your work manifest and grow into what it is, you're creating that empire and uh, the knowledge that you share uh, and uh, the, the, it's not even about the experience, it's passion, you know, and it's, uh, we, we all get, you know, um, grounded in experience, but then experience also without passion, I, I think it is, it's okay, but it, it loses its quality, you know. Indeed, bro, indeed. Volumes about what you do and you, you, you leave your work, your the work that you do, you are what you what you eat, you are what you talk, you know, everything about you is so grounded. And um, and of course, not everyone is going to be want to be a farmer. Not everyone is going to want to plant. Not everyone is going to want to go to a farmer's market. And but it's always good to have that information out there and the knowledge so people can what can choose, you know. Absolutely. And 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 again, you know, it's it's, it's been a. a a pleasure for nine minutes for for anyone who still has a question can you leave the info brother absolutely uh so just to drop the so do i need to type it in yeah go ahead and type it in the chat because some people will take pictures of it and run with it you know technology uh, these days let me see how it yeah it's really man. thank y'all for having me no <laughs> you was dope brother how do i uh, chat yeah, for everyone who's watching us, thank you once again. This is G7 Voices Without Boundaries. Yes. Chopping it up with the good brother. Kenny. Yes, indeed. Hey, Dred. Yes, ma'am. Please, listen, tell the people. Food is for two things. Yeah, man. Food, what is it? Healing and fuel. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. Healing and fuel. We got to stop being, you know, over... You know, indulge with the, the way it makes us feel and things of that nature when, when we start, you know, poisoning ourselves. But you, fuel and healing. That's the only thing food is for. But you know what, though, Tariq, you know, there's uh, uh, some of us, we like to 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 run around on uh, on reserve tank, you know. You see that your your gas is really, like, going on empty, but we like, no, I'll just grab this. It's just going to sustain me for the next kind of five minutes, you know, and then I'm cool. You know, you're thinking only about filling up that edge to, you know, the hunger, but you're not thinking about the components that come with it, like the whole entire body, how, what I'm eating, how is it going to fuel my, my audio, my visual, my, uh, your sense of smell, uh, your skin, you know, your, your liver, your pancreas, and all of that. All of that, you know, is, is, is a, it's a whole, uh, it's a, uh, the diagram on is when you eat your food, how the food travels and what gets um, uh, ignited by the food that you eat. It's so Molly. Right, right. So um, 
have to take responsibility for ourselves you know what i mean uh i think the more responsibility we take for ourselves the more we see ourselves and and others um which offers some compassion it offers some understanding and it offers some accountability as well you know what i mean mm. and um you know i'm just so thankful to be in the space that i am right now uh, to be able to acknowledge that, man, you know, there's so many folks that have came before us, um, you know, me personally, as as well as us in this in this movement and the work that we do, and you know, just folks that we don't even know, you know, who are who are trying and who are making a considered effort, um, and who need our support, whether that be in the physical or in the spiritual. So, it all starts with us taking care of ourselves and raising our energy up, so that we can be able to create those ways through this G7 movement, man. Thanks, thank you so much for having me, man. But you know, before we roll up, uh, do you think that this time through this whole corona thing has changed people's way of eating and the way how they look at food? I think people are trying, absolutely. I think people are trying, but again, there's so much misinformation out there right now folks aren't really sure what to do um but i can assure you what we all should be doing is eating as plant-based as possible uh drinking as much water as possible as well as uh exercising moving regularly and cleansing and detoxing regularly um if we focus on those things uh our if we focus on our internal world our external world uh won't have much of an impact on the direction that we choose to go in but uh i think the best the, the best thing right now though is for those who know to not be hesitant to share information um and to lead by example um so uh one of the folks who i think i saw on the chat who i want to give a shout out to is uh brother sheffield uh, i see you regularly doing your exercise and your workouts man they motivating uh i know that you big on the CMOS and uh, Elderberry Echinacea tip and get, making sure that you're taking care of yourself, man. And I'm sure there's many, plenty of others out there who are doing the same thing. I just want to tell y'all, thank y'all for your support and continue to be leading examples because we, we, we all are the one. <laughs> we all are the one, man. <laughs> Love it. No question. Yeah, no, no doubt. So, man, I appreciate y'all. 
when you see Sheffield, man, it's like Hey man, he working, bro. Yes, Put something in my Young stomach, man. Facts. <laughs> yes, indeed. No, with, without question, man. Yeah, no, we up. Hey man, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Hey, <laughs> keep it up, bro. No, you hey, hey, I, hey. Let me say this, man. <clears throat> when he sent the link for the for the Zoom, I had no idea it was you two, King. I should have known, man. <laughs> yeah, y'all brains always working, man. <laughs> but but I'm gonna say it's a good look, man. Kenny, man, I'm proud of you, brother. And uh, when you get a chance, man, I, I I need I need some more of that elderberry and sea moss, man. No question, man. No question. I'll follow up later, bro. Yeah, yeah. Just hit me up, man. If you come through just sometime this week. Indeed, man. Indeed. Without. I'm definitely gonna support your movement, Naughty and uh. Y'all already know, man. It's, we, it's, it's all love, black man. It's all love, man. You know. No question. It all started in the trenches, man. We're taking out to the masses. You feel me? Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And once again, everybody who's joined us, we appreciate. We appreciate all your support from from when we started this movement. You know, G7 is not just like us on Zoom talking to good people, but it's a movement. <laughs> We love to move with everyone and then individuals like you know uh brother kenny over here we move and and shepherd you know like it's a pleasure to have you here because we've been moving with you you have seen us move we have seen you move we continue to move and all the young queens who are here who are always concentrating us, we appreciate you and, and i want to say shout out to my sister in london kate you know it's a pleasure for you to Join us on Zoom and Candice, I see you're on, yeah. on there as well. We appreciate you in Germany. You know, we continue to grow, man. And uh, we we uh, we can't thank you enough. But all we can say is what you eat is gonna keep you, you know, you know, strong. It's gonna keep you, you know, uh, 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 watching us on Zoom in 2025, because we'll still be here because you know you eat the good food and then you go and support brother Kenny Bridges over there. Go and support yeah. and then listen. The burger that you buy for a dollar ninety nine at McDonald's, you go to uh, uh, and buy the seeds. They're like probably two dollars, and then guess what? Those seeds you plant them, they're gonna like last you for longer. And the burger's gonna you eat that thing as soon as it come out from the drive drive through. By the time you get home, you you hungry again. You wanna eat something else. You know what I'm saying? So you just like look where you invest your money. You know it's all about that investment as well. But I'm not knocking. Nice. Eat your burger. Eat your burger. It's all cool in the game. <laughs> So ain't no ain't, ain't no worries. But it once again, it's been a pleasure, family. Take care. We see you again on the flip side Sunday. Much love. Yes, indeed. indeed. I just want to say uh, one one more thing. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in farming or doing any agricultural work out on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, we're looking for volunteers and folks who want to get involved. Uh, you can feel free to hit me up. I did drop my IG in the chat. Um, I hope that suffices and is enough. Um, I had some trouble trying to figure that one out, but um, we are welcoming folks who are committed to self-development and community building. Um, feel free to reach out. Let's link up and build. Without question. Hey, yeah. uh, Bridges, before you go, because this joint goes to Spotify as well. For those who are on Spotify, who listen on Spotify, can you just like say it out for those who will be tuning in on Spotify and so they can go on your Instagram? Okay, so, excuse me, the IG is at the hat shop 369 
That's at the Hat Shop 369. It's Healthy Alternative Treatment Shop 369. Awesome. The Hat at the Hat Shop 369. And once again, please also follow us on Instagram, G7 Nation USA, and you can follow us on our website, www.g7nation.com. We'll see you next family. Much love. Peace to the fam. Thank you, Candice. Much love. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Be that light. Cross. Be the light. Be the light. Be the light. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Without question. Without question. Be that light. Much love. Much yeah. love. Blessings, everyone. And that was dope. Stay guided. You know, Yes. <laughs>